Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And that is exactly what we have been doing for the past two hours. And we've got an hour left for uh, to continue peeling the onion on something I consider to be very interesting and uh, different from what the presenting issue is. So the Alex Jones story, I think, is about so much more than the defamation suit against him. I think it's about, uh, I do think it's about chilling independent journalists. I I personally got taken down from WordPress in the wake of a an Alex Jones story. And it's, uh, I think that's what this is all about. But there are other prongs of attack that will lead to internet censorship. And one of them is this, I think, I'm open to argument, this uh, Hawley bill. Hawley is the youngest senator. He's a Republican. I read a little bit about it from this article from The Hill. It says the uh, Hawley's uh, ending support for Internet Censorship Act would require big tech companies to submit to external audits conducted by the Federal Trade Commission to prove their algorithms and content moderation practices are not biased against either U.S. political party. It would require the companies to undergo audits every two years. Big tech companies in the bill are defined as those with more than 30 million active monthly users in the U.S., more than 300 million active monthly users worldwide, or companies with more than 500 million in global annual revenue. With Section 230, tech companies get a sweetheart deal that no other industry enjoys, complete exemption from traditional publisher liability in exchange for providing a forum free of political censorship, Holly said. There's a lot there. Uh, They shouldn't have traditional publisher liability because they're not producing the content. And this is to want them to be responsible for it is exactly why I also got taken down from YouTube for a show I broadcast on the public airwaves on WSB. They didn't like it. They they claim that sponsors hold you, hold them responsible for the content of these videos, which is was not true. It was not true. Nobody thought of it that way. And if you assert that you can be responsible for it, then maybe you will be held responsible for it. But if we act like it's neutral and disconnected and there is nothing one, the platform has nothing to do with the content, then uh, you can let advertisers decide themselves. Surely you can do that. Uh, I want to get some uh, listener feedback. Binkley, my producer Binkley here, uh, give us a tweet. All right, I have a tweet from Bill. He tweets, 
If we Americans hope to keep the Constitution and Bill of Rights extant for our kids and grandkids, freedom of speech protections not only must be passed, but strictly enforced. So I'm thinking he's in favor. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to I want to hear what y'all think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'll take some calls in the order in which they were received. I'm going to Pierce. Pierce, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Hey. I'm kind of like, in a way, I'm kind of in support. But in another thing, why don't conservatives use a page out of the liberal playbook and file class action suits for discrimination when we can prove their content and everything is discriminated against them based on they're not doing anything with liberals who are, you know, well, uh, I think because to, if I have a, yeah. but if I had a business, wouldn't I be disappointed if I kept you out because of your political views, I'd be in violation of federal law, wouldn't I? I think that protected classes discrimination is has to be on something basically that you can't control, like your ethnicity or uh, your sexual orientation. I don't think it applies to uh, viewpoints that you hold. I don't think so. But the First Amendment, so to the extent that it that the First Amendment is applied to private, and it is like you can't. Publics can't keep people off their property from handing out political flyers based on the First Amendment, which I don't think should apply to private entities. But if it applies to them, it needs to apply, to, I would think, to the new public square, which is big tech. Yep, which is the Internet. Yeah. What do you think, Binkley? If people have made their livelihoods on there, if that's they were well entrenched and established, if that's how they make their living and then they're kicked off, is there potentially a... And a, is there a tort there yeah, for taking yeah. away a, a person's ability to make a living? Well, it would be in our case or my case with WordPress. I had a contract. It was a business platform and I did not violate that contract. So yeah. and their warning to me was you're not in violation of, of anything. So I should have a, a I should have damages for breach of contract. Yeah. For one thing, <laughs> you know, Impossibly. and then pay. You should pay. I pay. Yeah, I, I mean, we're being taught now that we need to be on the Internet, especially from a young age. And if you're taught that and you end up growing a business there and then all of a sudden it's yes. taken away. This is the thing that actually maybe we can get to the resolution here. We the the Internet is becoming an indispensable economic tool for our livelihoods. And it was it, it was fostered by tax dollars. Google, I, I did a whole show on how Google was uh, was uh, incubated by the Defense Department and other yeah. government entities and other intellectuals, whatever, people who were developing intellectual property also were in on that. And, and so the government has taken our tax dollars and created an indispensable gateway to the marketplace and then they tell us that we don't have our rights and that's that there it is that's my problem with it and that's why i think you should it should be governed by free speech which this regulation isn't free speech is not regulated free speech is in my opinion unlimited until it encroaches on someone else's right so crying out fire in a crowded theater that theater owner has a right to show his his movie without being interfered with in that way. And when you interfere with it, he suffers real damages, which he can get you to pay for. And that will 
deter people. That's how it works. That's how our liberties are constrained. We are not allowed to do things. We can do whatever we want until it butts up against somebody else's liberty, and then they have an action against us. So I think Pierce is on to the right thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Paul. Paul, hello, Paul. How are you? I'm doing good, Monica. How are you and your family? Great, thank you. What uh, I wonder if we agree or disagree today. What do you have? Well, this is uh, this debate is some kind of a political sinkhole. Uh, it's happened in China, and thousands of internet cafes have been closed by the government, not because people are dangerous over there, but because the Chinese government doesn't want people um, challenging what's going on in their country. And uh, I think I live near Perimeter Mall. There are two computer stores in Perimeter Mall. And uh, I think that uh, regulations or agreements should be kind of simple. And we shouldn't get into a lot of uh, language that scares or confuses the common people. And um, um, I support... Uh, banning language that's threatening or pornographic against people. I know you can't, you can't, you can't ban everything, but you can kind of put a lid on some of it. And I think that we should, uh, we should keep the internet like it was back in the 1990s uh, when it was first coming out and people could use it real easily. And they, there wasn't a lot of garbage associated with it. I think I think we need to defend the the rights that uh, were in our country that have helped people, whether they're women wanting the right to vote, or their labor leaders trying to increase wages, or their parents trying to get better services for daycare. That's what we should be doing, and we shouldn't burden our population with a lot of political bricks. All right. Well, I think I think that. Um... Paul and I are getting to know each other as uh, as we uh, I think Paul's classic kind of <clears throat> liberal. I'm not trying to label anybody, but classically, there was the liberal side of it, which is that you could do whatever you want, smoke your pot, whatever, and um, protect civil liberties, but also have the safety net. And on the right, it was a little more bare bones, small government. And things have evolved so that the right is now about physical security and the left is about fiscal security. As a libertarian, I believe in uh, individual liberty and personal responsibility on all issues at all times, like Harry Brown uh, famously quoted. And Paul, I think, is sincere. I don't, I don't agree with the um, his position on safety nets, but I do. But it sounds like he's a, a throwback to the liberal defense of civil liberties, and also identifies China. I think China is an incubator, a test ground for police state, digital police state rules. The way I believe the Soviet Union did a lot of like human experimentation in psychology and culture that we that we have piggybacked on stuff that we weren't allowed to get away with or that we used while well, they're doing it as an excuse for us doing it, like the mind control experiments, MK Ultra. So I think China is doing that kind of thing as the incubator, as the first mover, is the testing ground for some of these police state measures. And by keeping the digital world titularly private, we say that it is not something that is protected by the rights. But and, and I agree with Paul. It's funny. I'm surprised you say this and people will be surprised. I said I don't want 
the porn and the vulgarity and all that on uh and the public airwaves. I am a libertarian. I'm not saying you should tell private people what to do with their stuff, but, and actually by regulating it, you give people this false sense of security. Well, they won't let porn pop up on my kid's thing, but they do certainly have very dark themes. So there would be a private market that emerged to screen that stuff out or alternatives that offered a platform of free political speech, but no porn or whatever. Now you have no choice but to have your political speech suppressed, but the dark themes and the kind of inappropriate content for teens and stuff is very hard to suppress. So uh, I agree though. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I think they were trying to get Pippa and Sopa to come down while people were still not alarmed by what was happening and then nobody would go for it so now they have uh they're emphasizing stuff that could go wrong and when they emphasize alarming behaviors or stuff that could go wrong they promote it inadvertently or advertently i don't know but there is a it's very that's why peter Thiel's pet project is not memetics not m-e-m but mimetics m-i-m it's mimicry mimicry is a very serious a study for Peter Thiel, a big tech guy. And I believe it's because that this they can create whatever phenomenon they want, either false flags or whatever, but just simply by presenting the idea, they can kind of get these things to manifest themselves. And those are the items that get us to change our opinion about policy or think we need regulation. So don't fall for that. I want to get to um, Maurice, Charmaine, and Randy Uh after the break and at the bottom of the hour, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's all real. Oh, my God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. We are going to go some rapid fire with calls. I'll take one now. And then uh, Randy and Charmaine, hang on. I don't want to cut you short. We're going to get you at the bottom of the hour. And then I want to tell you that Binkley and I have launched an interview series on thepropreport.com. I'm going to tell you about our first interview, maybe play a clip or two from that. And uh, um, tell you about a, a couple of exciting new ideas that will give you hope. I'm not just going to be negative. I hate the negativity. All right, I'm going to take some calls and go to Maurice. Maurice, you are on with Monica. You got one minute, Hi. Maurice, so get to it. Okay. Um, John Kerry shows up in Iran uh, and talks with them. And, uh, you know, Trump says he's breaking the Logan Act, which he was. There were a bunch of other Obama dignitaries doing the same thing. The gist of this is that, um, you know, Trump was never going to do any military action. It's just optics for the world, basically. And that they're working a deal behind the scenes. Um, You know, essentially, there is deep state in Iran. And uh, in what I'm hearing is that the drone was shot down in part to find out where their facilities are and find out other information. So they had put the drone up intentionally. Um, The tanker, people on the Japanese tanker said that they were hit with a missile, not with a torpedo or a mine or whatever it is. All right, it's very, you know, it's very interesting what you're saying, Maurice, and I hope you're right, and it's true. What goes on in Iran is weird because the Ayatollah was educated in Paris. We basically took the Shah out and we put the Shah in. 
So it is complicated in Iran. I hope you're right. I hope there is no war afoot. Fingers crossed and prayers for that. Uh, Randy, Charmaine, hang on, and then uh, you're going to get a treat from the prop report after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Bring big drama show. Let's go. Let's do it. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. We were just talking about this uh, Senator Hawley wanting to require that uh, the companies, big tech companies, are uh, they have to pr- prove that they are politically neutral before they receive protections under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which largely gives Internet platforms legal immunity over content posted on their sites by third parties. That's what you want. That's what I want. I want... No one telling me what I can or cannot say. If I say something bad or wrong uh, and I cause somebody actual damages, I should have to pay those damages. I also don't like nuisance suits where they can accuse you of that and have you force up, uh, rack up a lot of legal bills only to destroy you whether you're innocent or guilty. That's a big problem, too. But I want to know if you want this, uh, if you want this kind of protection to protect conservative ideas, if you think it would work. What do you think? I'm going to go to the phones, 800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to go to Randy. Randy, you are on with Monica. Uh, thank you, Monica. I'm definitely against regulating this, the free speech in America, and I'll tell you why. I worked my career in a regulator position in the federal government under transportation, and when Congress creates these agencies, it's evidence that they're not actually doing their legislative duty, but creating these massive agencies that have direct uh, total control over our lives. Some of it's good, some of it's not so good, but if we regulate, for example, the internet, they're going to have to create and stand up a new agency to regulate it. With regulation comes oversight, penalties, fines, and litigation, all of that has to be taken into account, and it'll appear very much like the IRS, and they're going to have to bring in people that are from the clandestine world that could handle this kind of technology. So you'd see people leaving, for example, the CIA and other agencies like that coming into a new agency, and we're all going to have to live with that if we allow it to happen. That's a... A big picture that I wasn't thinking about. They would this particular thing would fall under the FCC, but I do agree with you. It's well established. I think that administrative law is dereliction of duty by Congress. It allows the executive branch to make these laws. They're laws. They have the force of law, and they have never been legislated by the legislative branch. And Correct. that is the giant bureaucracy that you're talking about. And and not only is it a trap and it's costly, it gives them all this power. And even if it were run uh, correctly, in good faith, it would be expensive enough to comply that it would keep small people out. And, and that and the small person is the individual who's just trying to exercise freedom of speech, in my opinion. That's right, and it leads to the big uh, monopolies that you see today. The yes, and and a big uh, there's something called the journalism 
Competition and Preservation Act where the news organizations are getting together and they're trying to get an antitrust exemption so that they can collective bargain with Facebook and Google and kind of uh, split the booty for Internet news. And they say, oh, well, it'll be fine for the little guy. They'll benefit from it. But the little guy has no power. They have no power to, to force Facebook and Google to share their clicks with them or share the benefit of the revenue with them. And it's these kind of oligopolies that arise in a highly regulated environment. I think that's well established. It's well established statistically. And to to foster that and fertilize that to grow into something even more gigantic than we're used to is just mind blowing. That's interesting. And what it did, I'm going to let you go, Randy. Thank you so much for the call. One thing that it, it that this does do is so first they they replaced the public square with these organizations that the government fostered. They replaced the public square. It is the public square now. We don't go out. Even when we're out, Binkley points out, like, you could do a thought experiment. Just look at look up. Look up once. Or look around the, at the people around you. Don't look all the way up and look in the sky and really make you crazy. But look at each other and see that everybody has their face in their phone. So even when you are in the public square, you're really not interacting anymore. You, you, Your interaction, you look like a zombie to the people around you in meat space, but in fact, you're actually interacting politically and all that kind of stuff on the internet, and that is the public square now. So if you, if you keep people from total freedom of expression, limited only by the pushback they receive when they encroach on other people's rights, you are violating the First Amendment, in my opinion. And there's nothing that we can do about it. And that's it has to be looked at that way. It's like this quasi-public-private thing that has no... It's completely outside of our... Uh, of the transparency that's required for self-governance. I don't like it. But I do like something that we just started. Uh, Binkley, I want your help in explaining. So we we do podcasts at thepropreport.com. And we on the, that, we post this show commercial-free on Wednesdays. And we post a podcast that we do every week uh, on Thursdays. So that's where Binkley and I go a little bit deeper. We don't have a clock to fight. There's no commercials. And we decided to, in the, to make it more interesting and augment that stuff with uh, some interviews. So we launched our interview series with the help of our first guest, Pete Raymond, who is a local libertarian activist, author, podcaster. He's Atlanta-based. He uh, he just did an interview with Ron Paul. So I like Ron Paul's my, the only politician I can think, well, I like Justin Amash too. And, and uh, Massey, Thomas Massey. So there's, there are some, some heroes out there, I think, and not all our heroes are fake, I hope. Anyway, so Pete Raymond is very active and uh, an effective libertarian anarcho-capitalist, which I am too. I really believe that society is self-ordering and that interaction, commerce, is its own police. So, like, the perfect example of that, which the powers that be, including Alexandria Ocasio, are trying to get rid of, tipping in restaurants are is like the perfect example like there's no law about it it's just fair people do it because they don't want to be censured 
Anyway, so that's anarcho-capitalism in a nutshell, in my opinion. But Pete is working on a documentary that I like. I'm, I contributed to it. I can't wait to see it. I want to drive people to the interview. So we did this interview with Pete Raymond on the properport.com. But what, Binkley, do you have clips or does Rachel have them about what the documentary is? I have a couple of clips of Pete talking about the documentary. All right, let's hear him. Which one? Which one? Uh, clip two. All right, let's hear clip two. Watch next year that on Netflix and Amazon Prime, there will be a documentary with the top libertarians in the world talking about how to transition into a society where people don't have to be forced into interactions. It's amazing that it's going to be on Netflix and Amazon Prime is great too, but like that will be fantastic. And the most important thing to me is it teaches, it's going to answer the question, how do you get from here to there? That's That's the the problem. Yeah. Yeah. People worry about that. And I really want to hear it. And then I think clip one gave a little more color to the, to the philosophy. Maybe let's hear clip one. We are doing what we believe to be the first documentary on the history of government and transitioning into an anarcho-capitalist society. So people misunderstand, I think, anarcho-capitalism, actually really misunderstand it to where, when I first said it, people thought it was (laughs) narco-capitalism, which would be drug dealing. No, anarcho-capitalism, and the anarcho part, it doesn't mean chaos. People want you to think that anarchy anarcho-capitalism is chaos it doesn't mean chaos it just means no overarching authority so like the internet being in a state of chaos doesn't mean it's not a state of chaos and not having an overarching authority doesn't mean it's in a state of chaos it's not it's in it's it's quite orderly as a matter of fact i mean you can't you don't even have to put the stuff in order to be able to make sense of it to sift it to sort it to search it to organize it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I actually will type stuff in to like a word document or whatever of where to find my files. And then I can just search the word document and say, Oh, I did all this stuff on this show on this date. And I'll go to my files and find all those articles that I printed out. So like you can just, it just makes your life so much more orderly. And yet there is no authority that tells you how to do that. And that's the same for society itself is self-ordering. Who would build the roads? The roads would be built by the guys who build the apartment buildings and the gr- and the shopping malls. That's who would build the roads. The people. And then, how would you how would you enforce it? Well, they would provide security and rules, or you would have your own security. I mean, I think that's what the Knights Templar were, weren't they? You mean the- Kamala Harris's group? Oh, my gosh. Well, what's the episode? We can't just throw that out without... I'll link the episode about how Kamala Harris is linked to the Knights Templar on Twitter and in the show notes. Okay. Let's hope that he can back that up. I I did not do my own research on that, but he did bring some interesting articles to that. You should tell us the... Oh, you're going to link it. We'll look at that because it's great. People love that episode. And I will retweet it at Monica Perez Show. So, yeah, so that I'm excited to hear this, guys. Pete and uh, and the gang, I think Ron Paul is going to be in that, too, my fave. I did an interview with Ron Paul. It was probably the first time anyone had heard in the mainstream the expression deep state. Yes, that was before deep state became cool. And corrupted. Yeah. 
Now it's deep state is Obama holdovers. <laughs> that is most definitely not what he was talking about. So, yeah, so this is what these guys are uh, are going to help us understand. And I love it. I, I lose I lose focus sometimes on that stuff because I'm so I have made the decision personally to just try to kick the can down the road here and preserve the Bill of Rights because a revolution is is tricky stuff and people get hurt. And sometimes I do believe it is necessary, but I really don't know what these guys have in store for us in this documentary. If it, if the if how to get from here to there is revolutionary or not. I remember Ron Paul said that he thought things would get worse before they got better. But out of the ashes of the society. And I think we are there. I think that when I look at like this PIPA and SOPA thing without first, they tried to pass it through the legislative process and it did not work. The people spoke and that was great. We were right. And then they whoever whoever writes the memos decided to. Well, DARPA, the Defense Research Agency, wrote that memo on mimetics enhancing dysfunctional subcultures so if they if the alternative is to enhance dysfunctional subcultures to get us to think that we to get us to consent to policy we wouldn't in our right minds consent to is that really self-governance is it really at this point self-governance it's just it's just rule through fear which is despotism and tyranny so i feel like we're kind of in the post-American period here, and our only hope is that they that they don't know we know it, so they have to continue with the facade by at least adhering to some of our uh, uh, our protections as we cling for dear life to them. And I think that's where I am right now, and it's not a very hopeful place to be. So I have a high expectations that that documentary, which is called... Uh, the Monopoly on Violence. And if you want to support it, it's at Indiegogo. I think it was called Beyond the State. Maybe That's right. Either one. Yeah, Beyond the State. So we can, uh, I think I might have tweeted that. You can certainly find it on thepropreport.com in the pool. It's like the press pool. It's where we go. And uh, it's kind of an alternative to Twitter or Facebook, but it's just us talking, Binkley and I and listeners. It's it's anyway, so I, I linked to, to it there. All right, so let's wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. They think they control the galaxy. I disagree. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We are wrapping it up. I got to say, I think we covered an awful lot. Binkley, you think that was too much? Too much to absorb in one sitting? It was just the right amount. (laughs) Oh, good answer. Good answer. I will say, though, if you didn't hear it all and you want to hear it, I think I really cracked the code, not only on why Alex Jones is in the news this week, but on a pattern that I find I'm actually surprised it took me this long to see it as a clear pattern. But I think I cracked the code on the new method of uh, policy advocacy. And you can if you haven't didn't hear the show or you you don't you don't think you got that out of it you can go to thepropreport.com where we post on Wednesdays this show commercial free on Thursdays we post our podcast together the propaganda report also commercial free of course and we just launched our interview series i don't think that's going to be weekly not yet anyway but our first guest was pete raymond an atlanta-based libertarian educator activist author documentary filmmaker and you can hear our interview with him 
about libertarianism and oh, what gets people banned from social media. I don't know why we thought that would be a good idea to take off every possible thing that can get you in trouble. But if you're interested in it, you can. that's already posted right now on the Propaganda Report or thepropreport.com. We'll be back with the Monica Perez Show next Saturday from 3 to 6. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 